0: Welcome to Uncovering the Subconscious podcast, where I will teach you how to manifest your dream life. My name is Dana, and join me as I travel the world, learning all about mindset and meeting new people that I have a story to share. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 41 of Uncovering the Subconscious podcast. Super excited to have you guys join for another episode. Um, before we get into it, just the typical: if you could rate the podcast, uh, just at the top, uh, you can choose the star rating. I really, really appreciate it. That's how I'm able to spread the podcast. Also, follow me on Insta, Soul Traveler Full Stop Coach, or join my Reconnecting with Your Spirituality Challenge on TikTok. Uh, username is also Soul Traveler Full Stop Coach. So before we get into the episode, I thought I'd talk about my week a little bit. So it's been a good week, two weeks so far. Um, I've had some interesting times at work. I've spoken before about working at the hostel and how we get some real interesting characters. Uh, We've had a few more come up lately. So we had someone the other day that came up. And I ended up going into their room to help them, only to find one of their groups smoking in the room. So then we had to kick them out. So that was a fun experience. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that have popped up, but nothing jumps to mind at the moment. So anyway, yeah, fun times at work. Uh, There's also a lot of interesting things coming for me with traveling. I actually went to Canterbury yesterday, which is in Kent in the UK. And uh, it was a really, really good day, actually. We met some other people from London. Me and my friend Chelsea went, and we spoke to a lot of the locals. So we got a lot of good local advice of where to find different attractions and then I got my ears pierced so I got my helix pierced which I've been wanting to do for so long and I was just waiting for the right time to do it I do have to wait like two to four months now for it to heal before I can sleep on it again had my first night of sleep last night where I just had to put a pillow next to me so I didn't roll onto it. it didn't stop me from knocking it throughout the night but yeah so I'm looking forward to those two to four months going really really quickly and it just healing up and, um, actually I went to this really cool club the other day as well. I thought I'd talk about, I put it on my story as well. If you've ever seen the movie Coyote Ugly, uh, it was just that it was exactly that. So it was like, um, really cool music, like music that really commonly known music, like high school musical and other music as well. And essentially they just had like girls up on the bar dancing and it was full on like Coyote Ugly. Like it was really, really cool. And I also chased a purposely said that very confusingly but I did this event um, it's it was been all over TikTok chicken rush I think it's called and essentially you just have to go around Soho in London trying to find a chicken and the circle slowly gets smaller so that you can find out where this chicken is and yeah so it's going to in a certain pub but if you go into the wrong pub then you have to buy a drink so that was a really cool experience it was It wasn't the official Chicken Rush event, it was made by another company, Um, so I am really wanting to do the official one, because I think that could be a really cool experience. But yeah, so that's been my week, my two weeks so far, and actually a lot has happened within that two weeks. But anyway, let's get into the episode. So episode 41 is called The Fool's Journey and how you can learn from it. So what exactly is the fool's journey, or who exactly is the fool? So if you've ever looked at tarot cards before, you'll see that there's two different types of tarot cards. There's the major arcana, and there's the minor arcana. And the major arcana, it consists of 22 cards that creates this path of spiritual awareness. So essentially, it doesn't matter what you do it with, like it can be any... It can be any situation that you enter into, whether it be your work, your love life, uh, friendship or um, buying a house, having a baby, whatever it is, the Fool's journey represents your journey on that path and the different things that come up on that path. So essentially the major arcana, that is what it represents. So it starts from number zero, which is the Fool, and it works its way up. To number 22, which is the world. So, I'm going to talk about that today, and I'm going to talk about each step of the journey so that you can kind of gain some insight of where you're sitting in the journey with certain situations. Um, So, before I get any more into it, I'm going to first start talking about tarot cards and understanding tarot cards. So, tarot cards, I've already done an episode on this as well. Feel free to look back and listen to that episode first to get more of an understanding or even afterwards. Uh, But they're an ancient divination practice. So tarot cards are used as a form of guidance with the imagery, symbolism, and the story that they tell. So the 78 cards represent a karmic and spiritual lesson that you learn throughout your life. Tarot can really, really, really help you in gaining insight on areas of your life that you're kind of feeling a bit stagnant or a bit unsure on. So as I've already mentioned, there are two types of tarot cards within the deck. There's the major arcana and there's the minor arcana. So the 56 minor arcana, they reflect the trials and everyday questions that you might have arise in your everyday life. So essentially they focus on the minor and temporary situations. So the small questions that kind of come up, that you need answers to. Whereas the 22 major arcana, they represent a path to spiritual awareness so it said that the 22 major arcana, they actually tell a story, which I've already mentioned how it starts from the fall and it ends at the world. And this journey is called the fool's journey. So I just want to quickly cover again what exactly the fool's journey is before I go into each individual card. So essentially it is the metaphor of your life and the lessons that you learn. So the 22 cards represent different stages that you can undertake before you find your way to the world. So when you look at the fool's journey, it can really help you understand where you are in your life because in the metaphorical sense, you are the fool. You represent the fool, the fool beginning on your journey of life, on your journey of different parts of your life. So today I want to talk more about these cards and how important they can be in understanding where you are at your journey to help guide you along the path. And this is why tarot can be so important, and so helpful to your journey. So now I'm going to talk about each individual card and what they mean on your path and on your journey. So of course, we're going to start with card number zero, which is of course the card, the full So the fall is just a representation of new beginnings. So you've entered into this new situation and it's all fresh and new. It's exciting. There's so much innocence behind it. Like you're so fresh to this situation that you come at it. Like when a child enters the world, you come at it with this new innocence. Like you don't know, you don't know anything about it. You lack the knowledge of what might happen. You feel that spontaneous feeling and this desire to go forth and learn. So it's a very exciting stage because it's new. It's Fresh, and at that point, you're just looking at like all the opportunities of everything great that can happen. And then we move on to card number one, which is the magician. So, the mission magician is when you're you start to get a bit of a change of mindset. But this is in the positive sense. So you start to realize that you have a lot of control of your own life and reality. You've just been able to start this whole new beginning. You've just done the full. You're now at the magician. You're able to see that you have the power. You had the power to create this. So it's this amazing feeling of just being in control of life and uh, seeing all the power that you have to be able to change your world. It's a real big phase of when you really, really believe in magic and co-creating because you've witnessed what you can do within yourself. And this is a time that the masculine power of creativity is activated, where you feel that power, that power surges through you. And you have this conscious awareness of being in control of your reality. Before moving on to card number two, which is the higher priestess. So this is your next level of going deeper. And this is where you go physically and spiritually deeper into the situation. And you start to realize you're the gatekeeper. You're in control of your own intuition. And it's this whole nother level. It's this whole nother side to it where you realize that you can go deeper if you choose to. It's this realization that not everything that is real can be seen with your eyes. Sometimes it comes from within. The thing about this stage, the high priestess stage, is that you start to see the negative as well as the positive. So it's like a spiritual awakening, like where you have that change of mindset, but you realize that there's both positive and negative sides to it. So it's kind of just becoming more conscious and more aware of the situation because we know that everything has positives and negatives. So you're on that next level of really understanding that and being able to understand your unrealized potential. This is before you move on to card number three, which is the empress. And this is when you become more aware of the environment that you're in within this situation. So the empress is about connecting with your femininity, It's this connection to a mother figure, to Mother Earth. You start to explore your senses. So, you're you're hearing, you're smelling, you're tasting, you're seeing, um, you're feeling. Like, you start to really, really explore your senses within this situation. So, it's really, really connecting deep to that feminine side to find that power within, to become more aware of where you are at, like physically where you are at in your situation. Next, you move on to card number four, which is the emperor. So this is where the father figure appears. So this is where the masculine side kind of reveals itself more. And this is where you notice within this situation, the importance of traditions and structures. So this is when the situation becomes kind of more real and you have to put more of a logical spin to what is happening. So it's it's a new level of a spiritual awakening where you leave the comfort of the mother's arms to go explore. But you realize when you lose that comfort and that support, you have to be a little little bit more logical and rely on traditions and structures. So these restrictions kind of introduce themselves, but you can understand it better. You can understand your purpose better and realize that this is just part of the next step uh, to kind of gain insight on your situation. Then you move on to card number five, the Hierophant. And at this point of your journey you're starting to venture out of your comfort zone into the world and into exploring more opportunities. So you start because you've already in the emperor, you've left the comfort you've left you left what is normal and kind of gained some structure, you're now able to enter this whole new world where you can kind of release this structure a little bit and you can start to explore beliefs and traditions of your own and start identifying with your own belief while also being influenced by external cultures. So being able to see other people's experience and allowing them to influence you in order to set your own belief. This is that step of the journey. So this is a really, really good time to take take guidance from teachers. So look to people going through the same situation and learn from them and allow that warm, loving feeling to enter where you can learn from other people and Learn more about your traditions and your belief system. This is before moving on to card number six, which is the lovers. And this is when you will start to look more for partnerships. You will feel the joy of a union. You'll be able to find that people being surrounded by people in when you're within this situation is so much more enlightening. You'll be finding this balance between the masculine and the feminine energy where you need you realize you need both. You can't rely on just the father figure. You can't uh, the father figure of power or strength and just ignore the mother figure of loving, nurturing, uh, connection to nature. You need that balance. You need to find both and you can find that more when you're being open to other people so you'll find this urge for a sexual union and an understanding a deeper understanding of people and the people around you so you need to this is the part when you need to find that balance in the situation you need to find that connection and it's the time to decide what your own beliefs and values are so in the hierophant it was about being open to other people's beliefs and values to kind of learn from it but at this point it's when you need to decide what In this situation, what are your beliefs and what are your values? This is the time to set it down and decide. This leads on to card number seven, which is their chariot. And at this point of your situation, you want to build a stronger identity. So this is when you find mastery over yourself and you start to put discipline into what you're doing and you start to put time and effort and willpower into this situation. So you start to put more effort. So if it's like the situation is a relationship, you start putting more effort into the relationship. If it's work, you start putting more effort to work, but it's about action is about this inner control that you take over. And the chariot as well, it can be very much about the ego. This is when your pride takes control and you want to be really good at what you're doing and you want to be the best. And so your ego kind of takes the reins in the chariot. And this is when we move on to card number eight, which is strength. And within strength is when the challenges first arise. So the new challenges come up. Intense passion will surface. You start to lose a lot of control. You're you're tested. Like you thought you had this under control. You had within the chariot, you were mastering it. You were the boss. You had the willpower. But your ego might have taken a bit too much control. Now in strength, the universe is testing you. It's testing you to tame the ego of the chariot And the battles are going to be long. It's not going to be an easy win. It's not going to be like, okay, yeah, okay, I realize my ego took control, done. No, it's about the test. It's about, can you, do you deserve this situation? Do you deserve it? Can you push through and can you develop the courage, despite the setback, to take control back? Can you learn to go over the challenges and also learn from the challenges and take them within? So the strength card is all about patience and tolerance. It's about, Realizing that this is a temporary time, but it's so important in order to be able to get to the next stage of success, which leads us to card number nine, which is the hermit. So you've been tested, your your patience and your tolerance has been tested and then at this point, you're starting to wonder things more. So you're starting to ask the question, why? Why do you want this? Why do you Why do you want this situation? Why do you want this relationship? Why do you want this career? Why do you want whatever it is that you want? Why do you want it? This is when you'll start to search for the answers and you want to go deep. You want to go deep within yourself to find out why this thing is so important to you. Why is it worth the issues that come up with it? Why is it worth the downfalls and the setbacks that happen. Why should you keep pushing? This is your stage when you need to find the truth. You need to look inward for feelings and motivation. But it's important in this stage to take some solitude. Isolate yourself in order to discover that inner truth. Stop relying on what other people are telling you. Stop relying on other people's opinions. In this stage, in the hermit stage, it's about taking your control back to yourself and finding the answers from yourself, not from an external force. And when you're able to master this, when you're able to connect deep within yourself, you will move on to card number 10, which is the Wheel of Fortune. So you've done this soul searching and you through this soul searching, you start to see how things are connected to one another. So this realization that things will happen as they're meant to. And the change just happens depending on the way that the wheel turns, which is the Wheel of Fortune. So the universe will start to bring balance to your actions that you're doing. The world will start working in harmony again because you've been able to connect deeper and you'll be ready again for movement. So you've isolated yourself within the hermit to discover, to just and when you isolate yourself, you kind of pause where you're at with this situation. Well, now you're ready for movement. You've kind of worked through that and you're ready to take action again. Your perspective has grown. Your plans have gone grander. Your sense of purpose has returned and you're ready for the next step. And this is when you move on to card number 11, which is the justice card. And at this point, it's time to decide on your vision. So at this point, you want to take responsibility for your past actions. You want to make amends for the things you did wrong when you were learning, when you were going through the setbacks. The justice card is a time when you're acting with integrity. You know that the actions you've taken in the past or in the future or currently, they have consequences. And it's like when karma comes in, when you realize that there's some things you did in the past that has affected your journey now that you need to reflect on and you need to apologize and make amends for. This is a time to forgive not only other people, but also yourself and also ask for forgiveness from other people. And this is then leading on to card number 12, which is the hangman. So at this stage, you feel it's really safe to explore the world from different point of views. You you made your amends, you've worked through things, you know that the universe has your back and is supporting you. And you're determined at this point to realize your vision. And through this part of the journey, you will experience challenges. And these will be really, really overwhelming challenges that feel too difficult to endure. But you have no choice but to let go and just embrace the challenge and work through it so you'll go you'll be going through a lot of feelings of loss and sacrifice and you what this does when you go through feelings of loss and sacrifice is it opens up this other side of you where you become more open and you become more vulnerable and this allows an experience of your inner self to come out and support you. It teaches you to surrender. It shows you that it's okay to be open. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to surrender. Surrender to the universe. Surrender to the people around you. And from this, surprising joy will re-enter into your life and into this situation. So when you allow yourself to learn from these challenges is when you move on to card number 13, which is the death card. Now, the death card always is thought to be a bad card if you don't really know tarot. But the card of the death, it's it's the situation where you have eliminated old habits. You've cut out the non-essential things, the non-essential people, the people that aren't helping you in your life, the items or objects in your life that have no meaning to you. Anything that just doesn't bring you joy, you've cut it out. So you're going through, because you're doing this, because you're cutting out the things that don't make you feel good, you're going through quite a big change. And these endings of everything that doesn't serve you, it can feel very overwhelming because you're letting everything go. Your old self is dying in order to be reborn stronger. So yes, the death card, it can, this part of the situation, um, this part of the journey can be really, really, really overwhelming but it will also feel so enlightening because you're letting go of the things that don't bring you joy and don't help you in life this is a transition to a better life your slate is being wiped clean you're getting more aligned opportunities and you're finding connection with silence and peace and from there we move on to card number 14 which is temperance so you've just went through a lot of life changes. You've just released a lot of old habits, a lot of uh, a lot of people that don't serve you anymore, a lot of things that don't serve you. So within temperance, this is where you learn patience and finding balance with that, without always needing new things. So this is the temperance part of the journey is your time when you realize you don't always need to be moving. You don't always need to be making big life decisions and um, big mindset changes. This is about finding balance in stability knowing that immediate action is not needed and appreciating things in moderation. And this is a time to find harmony in your life, realizing that sometimes not worrying about jumping out of the comfort zone and just being in a steady spot is okay. And you can enjoy that and you can allow that to happen without being stressed about the next step. The next part of the journey you'll move into from there is card number 15, which is the devil. When you come face to face with the devil, It is a very difficult part of the journey. So basically the ignorance and the hopelessness hidden within starts to arise. So you've been able to appreciate this moderation, this harmony in life, but our doubt, our ego will always like to take control over a situation, especially if it's something we've allowed it to do in the past. So the seductive attractions begin to take over. And you become so stuck, like you could so easily free yourself, but you're so stuck in your own mind and your own doubts that you're just stuck within. So you're holding yourself back and you're resisting letting go of what no longer serves you. You know that you should let go of a few things. You know that it's not helping you, but you kind of resist it. And this is the part of the situation for me. This is where I've been able to acknowledge. This is where I'm at with my spiritual journey. Uh, this is where I was at in my spiritual journey. Like since I moved here, I've been able to do so much growth. I've learned so much about myself, but I've gotten kind of stuck, and I've allowed the devil within to take control to tell me that is it worth it? Um, it's so much easier just to complain and just to well, let the let the negatives like take over and kind of just ignore that spiritual side and not allow yourself to continue that next step like the devil it is completely up to you as well how long you stay there so the devil you cannot move out of the devil until you decide to move out of the devil the devil is addictive it's this part where you are addicted to just living what you think is a simpler life because it doesn't mean you have to take big steps to change but it's actually dragging your life down and dragging manifest, manifestations down. It's just getting you stuck in this bad, negative mindset. And when you decide to make that change and start pushing and, and kind of pulling yourself back up, which can be really difficult at first, that is when you'll move into card number 16, which is the tower. So the tower is about like how can you release from the devil? And the release, it can only come from a sudden change. So getting into the tower is when you start to shake loose from these bad attachments and these external forces. And this is the part when you're pulling yourself back up from the devil. So this is the hard part. It's so hard and I'm not going to pretend it's not. This is the part that I'm in now is trying to not let old habits that aren't helping me, that I've I've kind of have kind of formed, these habits have formed since I entered the devil. So I entered the devil probably when I moved over here in terms of my spiritual awakening because I stopped doing spiritual things. And it was easier because it means I I didn't have to put time aside. I didn't have to worry about doing tarot card readings all the time. I didn't have to worry about going deeper because sometimes that can be a lot of work to do that. Um, Now I'm trying to pull myself out of that and I'm trying to reconnect to my spirituality. And at this point, it feels harder than being in the devil because it's terrifying. You're doing things that like... You've kind of conditioned yourself now not to do and it can feel really scary, but it's in your best interest. It's in my best interest. I know that if I reconnect spiritually, I can continue my journey to getting deeper into my spirituality, but not until I decide to make this big step and not until I allow myself. So for me, I'm trying to, in my TikTok uh, challenge that I'm doing, I'm trying to reconnect with my spirituality. If I decide not to do that and I decide not to follow through with that, then that is me kind of allowing the devil to take control and it's the easiest thing to do because it means less less work i have to do but it seems the easiest thing to do now once i'm able to push through and continue on that is when i'm actually enter a whole different stage but while i'm in the tower like i'm i'm kind of being humbled by this force stronger than me and the universe is starting to like set you free when you push through so the more you're able to push and the more you're able to climb the tower it's like you're resulting in a revelation which makes the painful experience so so worthwhile like when you're able to push through it's so worthwhile and the light of the truth starts to shine so you're able once you're able to climb that tower then you're able to see the truth and see that it's actually better on this the, the the light is what is it the light is brighter on the the green the grass is greener on the side. it is it is bright it is greener but you have to be willing to make the journey to get there And when you're able to have that realization is when you move on to card number 17, which is the star. And this is a time of being very calm and very tranquil. So you're no longer hidden by disguise. You're no longer hidden by this idea that the devil was easier and it's easier to be in the devil. Now your hope and inspiration starts to kind of grow again. So you're blessed with the trust of the universe. The universe sees that you've made an effort and they start to kind of reconnect with you. So your joy is starting to build and you're starting to be more generous with people around you as well as yourself. So the star is basically the peace after the storm. Like You went through a battle, you really had to push through it and you did and you got through to the other side. So this is a time of hope and renewal. Like you have done it. You did so well. You've reached the light at the end of the tunnel. That was the phrase I was trying to think of. I said you're shining to be your true self. The thing is about the star is that it is very like great and enlightening. But then you'll move on to the next card of card 18, the moon. And this is when your doubts start jumping in again and start to you start questioning yourself. So any like fear and subconscious programming that you have put within yourself when you were in the devil it's starting to prevent you from staying in this new bliss. So you had this bliss, you felt really good about yourself and now old anxiety and fears are starting to come up to the surface in order to take over the stars and you'll start to feel really susceptible to fantasies and distortion. So not seeing things as they are, not seeing things clearly. So the moon, it stimulates this creative imagination. But what it does, it's not like the good creative imagination. It's like thinking the worst case scenarios. So it creates this story of these deep-seated fears and anxieties that start to arise. So in this part of the journey, you will start to feel lost and you, you just feel re- very bewildered and it's whether it's at this point that you need to make another big change and allow yourself to move through it so that you can move to card number nineteen, which is the sun. So allowing yourself to not let the moon take and any old fear and sub, and subconscious thoughts take control. And allowing yourself to still see the clarity of the sun. So the sun in this part of the situation, in this part of the journey, you start to shine in all the hidden places. So all these good positive parts of yourself that are so strong start to come back out and it helps to clear out the fear and the confusion because when the sun comes out the moon goes away and you start to understand the goodness of the world again you start to feel vibrant energy and enthusiasm like you're ready to face this new day and you're ready to face these challenges these challenges no longer scare you or they probably still scare you but they don't scare you as much like they the fear actually makes you stronger instead. You realize that these old anxiety and fears that came into play, they're just old. They're just they don't support you anymore. And the sun allows you to see it as like a way to work through something, a way to like realize greatness and also reconnect with your soul's purpose. So you know that you have nothing to hide from the world. You're in total alignment and your purpose has become so clear. And this is one of the greatest parts of your journey because you've done so much work. You've done 18 cards full of work to work your way to the sun. And from the sun, you move on to card number 20, which is the judgment card. And at this point, you realize there's no more room for illusions or false identities. The moon no longer has any control. You realize that you're rising up to your soul's calling. You've been reborn. You face judgment day and you realize that despite this deeper judgment like that you had within yourself, you have you have worked through that. You have found the other side and you have this deeper judgment about your life in general. So your ego self has it has kind of been shed to allow your true self to manifest. And through that, although there might still be fear, you can never fully get rid of fear. But fear is no longer your life center. Joy is now your life center. And at this point is when you forgive yourself. You forgive yourself for the past. You forgive yourself for any thoughts you had to yourself, anything you've said to other people, any thoughts you had to other people. And you also forgive other people for anything they've done to you. So your doubts and your hesitations vanish at this point of the journey and you just see things so much clearer, which is when you move on to the final card, which is card number 21, the world. So... You are the fool. You are the fool. You you are on this the fool's journey. You started as the fool, and now you re-enter into the world completely changed. You've had so many lessons learned. You through hardship, through through positive ways, you've had so many lessons. And you have a more complete understanding of yourself within this situation that you're looking at. You've achieved this wholeness. So again, like it depends on the situation, this wholeness in a relationship, this wholeness in a career, this wholeness in your spiritual awakening, whatever it is, you've been able to achieve it and you have new levels of happiness and fulfillment. You you experience your life as full and meaningful and you are actively involved in this world and actively using your purpose within this world. And through actively using this purpose, you have so many accomplishments and anything that isn't an accomplishment that maybe doesn't go as planned. You don't see that as a failure. You see that as learning. You're closing the chapter. You've reached the final step and you're able to celebrate the victories before you start your next journey, which is of course, starting at the fall again. So what happens after the journey? What happens after you have been through the twenty twenty two parts of your journey. Well, after this, it never ever ends. So, you, the fall at the end, the fall has made it to the other side. However you will never stop drowning, you'll never stop learning. So soon enough, you'll be ready for the next journey through the 22 sections for a greater level of understanding. So say for me working through this in my spirituality, I've already been through the fool's journey before, I'm just on the next level of it. I'm on the next level of understanding. And I'm going to learn something new in my spiritual, spiritual awakening, which brings me back to being the fool again, to finding this exciting new beginning and learning from it in order to work my way up into the world of greater understanding. So you're continuously learning and don't take that as the fact that you haven't accomplished something. By making it through the fool's journey, you have accomplished so much and you should be so, so proud of yourself. It just means there's more to do. There's always more to learn and always another journey to take. So how exactly can you learn from looking at the Fool's Journey? So the Fool's Journey, it can represent so many big times in your life, whether it be a new relationship, a new job, a spiritual awakening, leaving home for the first time, graduating, moving, whatever it is, it represents so many big times. Therefore, you can use the major major arcana, you can use the Fool's Journey to determine where you're at, at this big change. And this can help guide you onto the next step and remind you that even the bad times, they don't last forever. Or furthermore, that these so-called bad times, they aren't a bad thing. They just help you to learn and grow. And without the bad times, you're not able to appreciate the good. So they're essential. The The bad times are essential in your journey and you need them as part of your journey. All right, guys, that does bring us to the end of the episode. But just a few reminder things from this, like tarot, it's such, such a helpful tool of guidance. And the Major Arcana, the 22 cards, they can really, really help you um, by following the fool's journey to understand where you're at. And it can... It can just be so, so powerful. And for that, I actually do think I'm going to start up doing my tarot readings again so that you can get some more guidance of where you are at your journey. Uh, So keep an eye out on my Instagram page, Soul Traveller Full Stop Coach, because I'll be offering just like a few scattered times of of availability to do the tarot readings. Uh, Also, if you could rate the podcast, that would be amazing just at the top of the page. And also join the TikTok challenge to help reconnect with your spirituality. Username is also Soul Traveller Full Stop coach. And of course, just before I end, I want to end with a quote. And this quote is from Tom Robbins. The fool is potentially everybody, but not everybody has the wisdom or the guts to play the fool. Subconsciously, the goal of all of us out of control primates is essentially the same. But let me assure you of this. The only ones who will ever reach that goal are the ones who have the courage to make fools of themselves along the way. Don't forget to embrace your soul traveler. Bye, friends.